Greetings, invisible ears. Me, Sawley and Nix are on our way to my stash. As you know, I'm a kobold, so my stash is very important to me. In my village, we each need to get a stash together so we can get our wings from Bathanax the dragon. It's not just about being able to fly. Without wings, we can't get home. I haven't told the others this yet. They probably just think I'm a greedy guts or that I'm like a nabber and just like collecting shiny things. It's not that at all. If I don't have wings, then I can't get back to my home and see my family again. But even though Sawley and Nix don't know the truth, they've still agreed to come along and protect me. And that means a lot. It certainly makes me feel a little bit braver about whatever we might meet on the road. We've got as far as the river at the edge of Sawley's base. First things first, we need to cross it. So who's going to cross the bridge first? Uh, me, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I reckon. Do you want to make a wisdom roll? Three plus one is four. So for you, Sawley, maybe it's because you're leaving your bit of land where your base is, you have a real sense of stepping out into the unknown. Very exciting. I wander over. Go meet Sawley on the other side. Nineteen. Nineteen. Wow. I'm all eyes and ears today. Well, this is very interesting because when Nyx, when you put your foot onto the bridge, you feel a shiver rippling up the back of your neck, making the hair stand on end. And you lift your foot up. That's electrifying. And it passes. Right. You put your foot down again and up it comes again. This oh, I'm sense. Getting, I'm getting yes. some vibes, kid. And you know, Nick, that there is some... <laughs> Magical vibe. I, I, I do a little uh, goblin dance on the bridge. <laughs> Getting down with the vibes. Oh, I feel that magical beat. So I don't know how much you want to share, Nick. I'm an open book. Someone or something has placed a sanctuary. It's not so much that the magical effect is on the bridge. What it is is that the moment you step onto the bridge, you leave a magical mm. effect. Okay. Do I know about it? What does he tell me about it? I'll tell you right about it. So, kid, there's a, a very calming, haven-like energy surrounding your territory. Do you yeah. Have you heard about that before? The thing that we should place here is... A vibe stadium. <laughs> you all have a bit of a vibe. What I'm thinking. Throw it around. What I'm thinking. Big fish, little fish, fish. Big fish, little fish. <laughs> um, whopper, dingle, whopper, dingle. I think I might know what it could be to right. do with the snow sprites. Oh, yeah. It could be oh. something to do with them. Maybe. Oh. Maybe we should bring the globe with us then and bring their protection. Oh, I tried that. Did you? It wouldn't budge at all. I'd have to remove the entire mantelpiece. <laughs> Tempting. <laughs> but a got, bit of a faff. We've only got a little... We've got two pit ponies and a donkey. I don't think that's going to work. Nah, we need a uh, 
an elephant or something. Uh, I was thinking like, yeah, I do really not have many bad occurrences there. But always when I go out, I have quite a few bad occurrences. Yeah. But when uh, I'm inside my base, I don't have as many. Yeah, I, I completely and agree. I was very surprised about the Nabba because I was like, oh, I haven't had this before. Well, I think uh, like Nabbas, they're just part of nature, aren't they? Mm. See a shiny thing. The more mischievous. Oh. And then they nom it. Yeah, yeah. The more mis- mischief makers than yeah. dangerous. Yeah, they, they've got no uh, mi- malicious intent. Just want to steal something nice and shiny. Yeah. Goblin-like, I'd say. So I'm imagining that we're having this conversation as we're trotting along, <laughs> and you make some excellent headway for the next few hours. You cover lots of ground. Maybe you stop for a little bite of lunch. A bite the head off a fish. It's just the head bit. It's crunchy. I love the texture. Here, kid, do you want a bit? Oh, I think Sawley should look after the fish if we're going to have any left by tea time. Yes, yeah. I'll I'll go with that. I can get some fish. Yeah. Well, do you want to look after this lot? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we're going to put it all on, then we continue. You're a good cook. You're very handy. So after lunch, you travel along this quite a light dirt track. It doesn't have much traffic at all. But after about 45 minutes, your little track converges with another wider track. And this wider track looks like it definitely gets more traffic. More more like a trade route or something. More like a trade route, exactly. It's a minor sign of civilization, anyway. So then I say we should zoom down there and okay. oh, yeah. go full power okay okay well just so you know this wider track runs from east to west Sorley, you don't actually know much about this road uh, because you tend to stay normally on your side of the river or just a little bit over mm-hmm. so you're not quite sure where this road leads to exciting so well, you can always just follow your footsteps so I'm like charge <laughs> okay so which yeah. way are you going the way the way well, shall, <laughs> we just the fo- shall we find out from tech which way these uh, yeah. get some directions off yeah. them hang on hang on Sawley um, which way are we heading off yeah well you watch him he has a little rummage and he pulls out a little purse of deep blue silky material Ooh. and he keeps it tied to his waist normally you've seen it on him and he takes something out. Nix, you, you might like this. I think this is right up your street. Um, and what he's got is a little crystal oh, that's been um, worked into... Well, the shape is like half an egg. And then it's been set in a fitting of beautifully carved copper-coloured wood. And you notice that the way he's holding it, he's tipped the gem out yeah. and then he's put... The purse on his hand and he's put the gem on top of the purse so the gem is not touching his skin that's a gorgeous bit of uh, apparatus it's a hide and seeker gem have you a heard of that seeker. a hide and seeker gem yes um, <laughs> well how it works is they come in pairs there's another one that this is paired to originally it was one bigger gem and then the smiths that have got the skill they can divide it up into two separate gems that is marvellous. How, how small can they uh, make this gem? I've seen ones that are a little bit smaller, but the smaller they get, the less powerful they are, the less distance they can cover. Yeah, um, makes sense. 
because this one is paired with another gem that I've put with my stash and they can talk to each other. What a marvellous concept. So the smaller it is, you can find things that are quite close by. But if you're going travelling a little bit, you can get a larger one. And yeah, my mum's gave me this one before I left. It was one of my going away oh, presents. Bless. It was that and a parachute, but that's another story. <laughs> um, Where's your parachute? <laughs> A parachute? Yeah. A parachute. It's you this, got it? Yes, yeah, it's me. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. It's very good, actually. Um, this rucksack yeah. is actually a parachute. Oh, I can't you, wait to see that. You fold in, in a certain way and you can put other things in it to carry them. It's it's very clever little thing. It's a cobalt design, you know. We're very I good with it. textiles. I, I can really see. hope that works. Right, kid, let's check this gem. How does it work? So, um, the other half of this one is with my stash. Right. And this one knows where its other half is. So watch this. Right. He gently takes the gem and actually places it on the palm of his hand this time. Oh, wow. Okay. And you see, as if it's drawing in the warmth of Tack's body. Wow. Which it can't be that because Tack's cold-blooded, you expect. But you can see a misty light starts to gather and swirl within the gem until the gem begins to pulse. It's faint and uneven at first, but then it settles into a steady beat. It's right, okay, so now it's uh, that's our starting beat. Um, And Tack looks up and down the road. He says, so we can go this way. And he walks east down the road, holding out the gem on his hand. I keep following right behind him. That's it. I'm hypnotised to this thing. It's really cool. But watch the gem. Yeah, I'm watching. And the rate of the pulse gets slower. Okay. And he stops. He goes, oh, no, it's not this way. Okay, let's try that way. And he turns round to go west along the road. And as you watch this time, the gem starts to pulse a little faster. Ah, that's it! Do you see? It's this way. Okay. And then he puts the gem back in his little purse and attaches it to his belt. Let's head west then. Right. I'm very impressed with your uh, mechanism there, Tech. That's oh, very cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, okay. hide and seek a gem. Right, no, there's no time to lose. We can talk about us while we're in the horses. Go, 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 go. <laughs> this okay. whole human child yeah. wants a race. Okay. You've got it. <laughs> well, yeah, the rain starts to get a little bit heavier and the road suddenly gets a lot steeper as you head into some woodland. And it gets rocky on either side and it gets much more slow going because you've got to kind of pick your way up round the, yeah. the stones. The ponies and the donkeys don't like it. You're just trying to figure out whether to get off and lead rather than ride them. But at least the tree canopy is giving you a bit of shelter from the rain. Suddenly, you hear what sounds like a medium-sized animal startle nearby in the undergrowth. What was that? Did you hear something? It sounded like a medium-sized animal (laughs) startling in the undergrowth. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly what I thought. Rolling. Roll for perception. Do you want to go first? Five. You don't see what it is, I'm afraid, sorely. Eleven. You've got eleven. Let's see what Tack gets. Five. Doesn't see anything. (laughs) (laughs) That was the sound of Dungeon Mummy eating her own hair. Yeah. It wafted down my throat. (laughs) Sorry. So, um, Nyx, it looks like something has dislodged a rock. Right. That's what that noise is. 
I think something's just dislodged a rock. Let's go and uh, check it out. We want to make sure uh, we don't get any uh, ambush or... Maybe, no. maybe it was a rustle. <laughs> there was a rustle in the bushes. <laughs> Is that you, Russell? <laughs> I'm getting slightly creeped out now, Russell. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's in right, well, let's go and investigate. So, yeah, you're going to where the rock got dislodged? Yeah. Okay, so that takes you to the crest of the hill. Um, and from that point, the track rolls down the other side and the rocky area settles back into mossy woodland and you hear another odd noise. It's a low bubbling um, coming from a dip at the bottom of the hill and the track that you've been riding along uh, runs directly through it. Um, it looks like this is a sunken spot of land where all the water runoff gathers um, so it gets really quite boggy here and probably only rarely dries out you know just at the very hottest points of the summer it's probably always a bit boggy um, and the low bubbling sound is coming from there suddenly from the cover of the ferns something bursts out and piles into the mud Immediately, the mud swells up in tall, globular tendrils. Um, they're the height and depth of really thick ropes of mud, and they seem so... I just stare at it, just expressionless. Just So something is piled into the mud. <laughs> so d- does it look like it's a thing from the swamp? Or does it look like the water's like moving by itself as tentacles? Mm, okay, well, would you like to roll perception? Oh, yes, please. It's 12 plus 1, 13. And then, yeah, go on, you roll as well. Nice. 18. 18? Plus your perception, which is plus 1. So you've got 19, you've got... 13. Oh, no! Got two 19s. 19, 20, 21. Okay, so Nyx, it doesn't make sense what you can see. It's it's like there's some kind of fight going on in this mud, but you can't make out what's fighting what. Sorely, as the mud tendrils lift up and then pound down, um, you can see that the mud is directing itself at whatever it was that just burst out of the ferns and piled into the mud. Tack, he got 21. Um, he says, it's a, it's a big chunk of stone, and it, the mud's fighting a big stone. What? And you look at the scene that starts making sense of itself, and you can see that, yes, the mud is rising up and pounding down against this um, chunk of what looks like limestone, which is rapidly getting covered in mud itself. It's trying to get through the mud to the other side of the track, but the mud keeps swelling up like a, like a wave to keep bringing it back in, and then it starts pounding it again. We'll have to leave it there for this week, but join us next time when it looks like we might be in for a bit of a scrap. It's very strange indeed when things like mud and rock start biffing each other about, don't you think? What's going on there? What about tax hide-and-seeker, Gem? That is one marvellous bit of kit and no mistaking. I wonder if he'll let me have a go on it next time we need to check our progress. Thanks for listening. I can't see you, but I know you're there. Call it me 16th sense. 
Or is it me 17th? I can never keep track. Don't forget, you can catch us on Insta or by writing to dnddoodoo at gmail.com. It's nice to have something to read round the campfire in the evenings. I've heard mutterings on CFAX about the creation of a web page one day too. I've never seen paper made out of webs before, but if anyone can do it, a spider could. Anyway, have a great week, Podlins. Whatever your D&D do, do. Laters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>